Ladies and gents, welcome to episode eight of Shane Sports of New York, now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, among many other media outlets. I am your host, Shane Palma, and today we are finally going to talk about some fantasy football. It may still be June, but it's never too early to start looking at some potential sleepers and busts for the 2019 NFL season. Will Todd Gurley ever be worth a first-round pick again? Is Patrick Mahomes really the truly undisputed QB1? And who is the best available backup running back that we can grab off the draft board? We'll break all of this down and more on today's episode as I am joined by an old friend of mine who is the king of notoriously bad bets. Come on now, that's not true. Uh, I think it is. If I do recall, the listeners obviously don't know, but we do. Uh, back in 2017 when Aaron Judge won the Home Run Derby, I took Judge by himself, and you took all seven other guys. And I <sighs> That is true. That is true. I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it. But why don't you introduce yourself? People don't even know who you are here. So, my name is Will Barman. I am the commissioner of my fantasy football league. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA, uh, old friend of Shane's. Um, yeah, not too much about me, except uh, I won three championships in a row, so... He's a big baller. Uh, you got a lot coming for you, Shane. Yeah, well, big baller here. Yeah, well, I know you didn't win in my league last year, so that's what I come in. What did I come in third? I don't know. I came in third. You might. I think you were below me. I don't think you had a good year. I made the playoffs. We made I the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Yeah, it's a new year this year. That's true. I obviously fresh start. Fresh I, start. Yeah, of course. I didn't win last year, so there's obviously some changes I need to make. We're going to break down all strategies, all different things today. Um, And instead of doing this as a typical debate back and forth, I figured let's do a mock draft. So in Will's league this year, the bigger league, not mine, he has the first overall pick. So he is going to be drafting with the number one selection. And then I decided just to be right in the middle, I'll draft at number six. Uh, So this is going to be a 12-team full PPR uh, mock draft on the Great Sleeper app. For those of you who don't know Sleeper, it's a great app. I'm not sponsored. Maybe one day. But check it out. Uh, they're great with mock drafts. They always uh, always have the latest news available. You can debate with friends and all fans across the NFL. Uh, so, yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, and I'll start right off the bat. Will, I know we've been doing PPR for a long time. What, what's your opinion on that? Do you like having points for reception or would you rather catches be worth nothing? So I absolutely despise non-PPR. Uh, I'm a fan of PPR, but definitely my league, what my go-to has been years dating back is the half PPR. Because I think that it really it sets that perfect middle ground where, you know, the receptions aren't worth too much, but it, you get something for it. Mm-hmm. And definitely I'm, I'm on board with that. I used to be half PPR for a long time. Playing non-PPR is just, Especially in this day and age when you have running backs. I feel backs, like it like, just absolutely devalues the receiver. Yeah, and, and you get more value with some of these running backs. Like, if you play non-PPR, like, what's even the point of drafting Christian McCaffrey and his, what, at least average 10 catches a game? Yeah. Like, obviously, he's a phenomenal running back, but you want to get some compensation for those catches that he's making. 100%. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've evolved into the full PPR um, I just think it makes more sense. It adds more fun to the game, especially with, like Will said, adds more value to the wide receivers. So that's why we chose to go full PPR for this mock draft. And since Will has the first pick, 
I'm going to give the mic here to him and let him talk us through his thought process and what he's going to do with the first selection. So I'm going to pick Saquon Barkley, which I feel, yeah, not much of a shocker there. He absolutely balled out last year, and I'm going to expect nothing less from him this year. I'm sure he'll be getting even more touches. He's got a year under his belt. So that could honestly mean – I mean, the defense and the more they know it's coming, but I'm sure he'll be getting even more more receptions and just racking up the points. I uh, – very tempted, very tempted to pick Christian McCaffrey. He's definitely my number two this year. Um, just given, like you said earlier, ten receptions a game, plus he's their number one running back. He's a great player, but I just think Saquon definitely edges him out, and you can't go wrong with him. I'm going to almost fully agree with you there. I had Christian McCaffrey last year, and I absolutely loved just, like, watching him play. Like, he was just so fun to own. And I'm sure Saquon Barkley, for those that had him, was just the same way. And obviously, this is a New York podcast that's based out of New York. So most fans listening might be Giants fans that, regardless, would pick Saquon Barkley. But it's it's really a 1A, 1B for me between Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. I know the Giants have lost Odell. Uh, but they bring in Golden Tate, so there's another weapon there. But Odell used to draw sometimes those double teams, maybe let Saquon get open a little bit. The league wasn't adjusted to Saquon Barkley last year. Now there's a full year under his belt and under the defense's belt. Um, a little bit of sophomore regression, I don't know. Uh, he's a phenomenal running back. You really can't go wrong if you take him with the first pick, but I'd be a little extra cautious, especially because of – Eli Manning or Daniel Jones, a quarterback. I think the quarterback situation is what it really boils down to. I don't know if you have an opinion on that one, Will. No, that's fair. That's fair. You are the New York sports expert. (laughs) Uh, So then I'm at the sixth pick, and from one to five, all the teams have already drafted since this is an automated draft. Uh, With the second pick, it was Christian McCaffrey. Third went Ezekiel Elliott. Fourth was David Johnson. And fifth was Alvin Kamara. So, Will, how would you rank these five guys here? Because this is really the consensus of what you'll see in most drafts uh, in today's um, fantasy. I'd say, I'd say all the players there are definitely the players I would have picked. Um, I'd say I'd have Alvin Kamara going third and then push Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson back one each. Um, I feel like without Mark Ingram there this year, uh, he's just an absolute stud. One of the quickest players in the game hard to catch, and he's going to produce, especially with a great quarterback who can throw to him, and there's such a threat in that passing offense that it really opens up the holes for him. I totally agree with you there. I think that um, maybe the only person I would slide up there instead of David Johnson, um, I agree with your order 100%, but David Johnson to me, especially after last season and the season before that, you've kind of seen a little bit of inconsistency coming from Arizona, Obviously, Kyler Murray there now. Cliff Kingsbury is the new coach. Uh, You'd hope for a more offensive-friendly scheme that would involve David Johnson. The only running back I might put ahead of him is Melvin Gordon, who's been um, consistent past his rookie year. He's usually reliable for any amount of double-digit touchdowns. Um, He's also on a contract year, and I love players who are on contract years. They always seem to perform to the best, except, obviously, Le'Veon Bell, who didn't play at all who we'll probably get to a little bit later on because I will not be taking him here as much of a Jet fan as I am. Uh, But with the sixth pick here, I'm going to be taking 
the first wide receiver off the board, and that is Devontae Adams. I know that wow. most people would probably think DeAndre Hopkins is the consensus number one, but after hearing that Aaron Rodgers wants to throw to Devontae Adams even more, I just you, – you can't go wrong. He could legitimately push 20 touchdowns this year. I, I think so. I don't know if you have an opinion on that. Well, I mean, I'm honestly – since he started in the NFL, I've always been a big Devontae Adams fan. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. Um, two years ago, I had him. Um, I don't know. I pick. I definitely have put DeAndre Hopkins in front of him and maybe Michael Thomas as well. But I commend your pick. With uh, I definitely commend your Devontae Adams pick. I appreciate that. Do you see any regression from Drew Brees? I know he's getting older in age and – and this offense, while it's good, it, it might take a possible hit this year. Do you think that affects Michael Thomas at all? I think that Drew Brees' arm strength has definitely declined. He can't throw quite as far as he used to be able to, and that's going to keep happening Like as his career goes on, however many more years he has left to play. But I, um, I really don't think that it'll affect Michael Thomas too much. I still think he's definitely a top three receiver and probably top two. I, I agree with that. And as we go on here from my pick to the seventh pick on all the way back to my pick, the seventh overall is Melvin Gordon, uh, the sixth running back already taken off the board. Then we have Michael Thomas. DeAndre Hopkins is the third wide receiver at the board, off the board here at nine. Uh, Le'Veon Bell goes 10, then Joe Mixon, then Odell Beckham Jr. at 12. And then the CPU team here wraps around with Dalvin Cook. And then we work all the way back with Juju Smith-Schuster, Julio Jones, James Conner, the first tight end taken off the board, Travis Kelsey, and then Mike Evans. Will, do any of these picks surprise you? Do you not like or do you like more than others, some of these guys that were taken? I do like them all. Uh, Travis Kelsey, picking a tight end in the second round, it always seems like Gronk or Travis Kelsey has been a tight end that tends to early. I'm not a huge fan of taking one of those guys early because I'd much rather stick with getting a receiver or running back in the first two rounds, but Someone always does, and it seems like it pays off, so I can't argue it. Yeah, I, I like most of these guys. The only guy, and you're not going to like to hear this, that I'm a little bit concerned about is James Conner going this high. I just think I agree. I agree. You lose, you lose Antonio Brown, so a lot of the defense now doesn't have to worry about him. Obviously, Juju is still there, but I'm hearing reports Dante Moncrief is the number two wide receiver. Like he doesn't, he doesn't as a defensive coordinator, he wouldn't scare me that much to think about even double teaming him. Like I wouldn't even double team Juju Smith Schuster. So yeah. with Ben Roethlisberger getting up there in age, I just think that teams might focus in on the run a little bit more. Plus, James Conner's injury prone, uh, as we saw last year, and he has Jalen Samuels right behind him, who played great last year when he was hurt. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Uh, I love James Conner. He's a pit guy. Now he's a stealer. Uh, great story, great backstory with him. But, yeah, he's definitely – I think that's a little too early for him pick there. And as we move on from the Mike Evans pick, which was the last pick before I went, I decided to go with Antonio Brown, uh, <laughs> former stealer. I think – I'll be honest, that's a steal right there. I still think he can produce the same levels, maybe not when he was the number one overall pick, but – the fact that I can get a, a wide receiver one as my wide receiver two uh, in a full PPR league, I can't be mad at that. What do you think about Antonio Brown now on the Raiders? Um, you know what? I'm not a huge Derek Carr fan. I think that he has a ton of potential in him. But 
I don't know. I can't. I can't like Antonio Brown. That's the thing. I just. Yeah. I. I have this passion. Passion of. Passion of hate for him. And. But from a fantasy perspective, that is a steal. I hate to say it. Do you think that he would produce similar numbers in the Raiders' offense with guys like Terrell Williams around him and Josh Jacobs in the backfield? Do you think it would be similar to Pittsburgh, or do you think there's obvious regression here? I think there's going to be some regression for sure. Obviously, he's a fantastic player. He's shown that he has great speed, great talent, everything. But I just don't think Derek Carr is quite the quarterback that Ben Roethlisberger is. And, like, obviously Antonio Brown gets open – makes pretty easy passes, but Derek Carr's shown in the past couple of years that he has a lot of overthrows, underthrows, throws it behind the guys. Like, so I feel like that he'll probably regress in the number of catches he he gets per game. I agree with that too, but I do think, and this is something for everyone out there to watch out for when they're drafting and, you know, at what point you're drafting, because obviously the Raiders are going to be on hard knocks this year and usually players get a boost. Um, if they're liked or if they're disliked, they might get a little bit of a downgrade in the in the draft boards of where they go based on how they look in hard knocks. So if people are liking Antonio Brown, which he is an entertaining person to watch, he might fall back into the first round where Odell Beckham went at 12. You never know. It's, it's very possible. Yeah. No, I, I see that there. So after Antonio Brown went with my pick, uh, it went Damian Williams running back to the Chiefs. And then Todd Gurley, and we'll, we'll get touch on that in a second because that's crazy to me. Uh, and then Adam Thielen, uh, and then Keenan Allen, and now Will, you're on the clock. But can we go back to Todd? Gurley so yeah, no, I'm curious why maybe you didn't pick him. I see. That's a good question. I I'm scared. I didn't pick him. Um, I had early picks in drafts last year, and unfortunately, in some of those, I took Le'Veon Bell. But I really didn't trust Todd Gurley again. Two years ago when he fell to the third round, uh, there was a draft where I got him and Gronk back-to-back, and obviously that was a great year for both of them. I won that league, but um, Todd Gurley just scares me, and there's so many people in that Rams offense still. You still have Cooper Cup. You still have Robert Woods, and then um, who's who's the backup now that's been climbing up draft boards? Is it Henderson, Daryl Henderson, I think is his name, the Rams' uh, backup running back that they just drafted? Something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. But um, he's apparently taken to Sean McVay's eye, and he really wants to get him involved in this offense here. So taking Todd Gurley here in the second round wasn't appealing to me at all. Uh, Plus, I wanted to test out the no running back strategy within the first few rounds. I don't know if you have any opinions on no running backs. I've definitely thought about that before. Uh, My instinct has always said, pick a running back in the first round if unless there's like a stud receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams that you could potentially put in front of them. But I feel like there's such a scarcity in the number of elite running backs that you got to get one in the first or second round. But we'll see when it comes back to your pick, say there's someone on the board still that's appealing. Maybe it could pay off. Well, I have a wide receiver that I'm currently looking at to fill out my third wide receiver slot. Hopefully he sticks sticks around for the next round. But you're up right now. You have back-to-back picks. Let everyone know what you're thinking right here. So these two picks, uh, I'd say they're pretty even for me. One of them could be a little surprising. Uh, So the first one's Amari Cooper. Interesting. And the second one is Josh Jacobs. Really? Wow. Yeah, so – 
Okay. I'm starting off with Amari Cooper. I think he's going to be an absolute stud this year. I think he's had a fantastic year. The second he got traded out of that Oakland offense and into Dallas last year, he just blew up out of nowhere. It looked like he was a goner for the season, absolute bust, but he absolutely blew up. And I feel like he's just going to continue that into this year. And the Cowboys looked great back half of the year going into the playoffs. I think they could have won that playoff game uh, against the Rams. But he's definitely like the focal point. Him and Ezekiel Elliott are the focal points of the offense. And I think they're going to keep feeding him the ball. And hold on, Will. Before we get to your second pick, we're just going to take a quick break here. uh, And then we'll be right back. And welcome back to Shane Sports of New York. As we just found out, Will has taken Amari Cooper with his second pick of the second round. And with the first pick of the third round, he's taken Oakland running back Josh Jacobs. And he definitely has to explain this one to me because I did not see that one coming. So, yeah, I can I can see you're a little thrown off by it, Shane. Yeah. Um, you know what? From I really liked him at Alabama. It seems like besides – I mean, Alabama players – do maybe have a little bit of a tendency not to produce in the NFL, Trent Richardson, for example. But, you know, I feel like John Gruden is trying to change the offense. He did bring in Antonio Brown. And with that, I feel like that's really going to open up running lanes for him. Um, I just really like Josh, Josh Jacobs this year. It seems like he's going to be getting a lot of touches. John Gruden's very high on him. And I see – a lot of upside potential and a very high in a very high floor. I can't disagree with you on that, but I'll also warn to people that his stock, like Antonio Brown's, could also rise significantly after hard knock. So you got him first pick the third round. There's a chance that he somehow starts to make it into the middle of the second round and he might start falling there, but I don't know if I would take a chance on a rookie running back like that um, in the second round. I love the rookie running backs. There's, it seems like <laughs> There's a bit of a consistency that there's always one or two rookie running backs who really produce, and if there was any rookie running back picked in the first round or even the second round. So I'll take the the first first one off the board. Yeah, last year was Saquon. What was it, two years ago or three years ago? It was Zeke. So, I mean, they've, they've, you know, produced, but I definitely think that this one's more of a risk for you. Uh, and then with the second pick right after you of the third round was T.Y. Hilton. Uh, that's the guy, uh, just to let everyone know, is the wide receiver who I hope to fall to me. Um, and we'll get to why in a second as I pick the running back that I had my eye on instead. Uh, with the third pick of the third round was Nick Chubb. Uh, and then fourth was Leonard Fournette. And then Devonta Freeman. So a little run on the running backs there. And I'm going to keep it going. I am going to be selecting Marlon Mack who I think will finish as a top five running back this year. And I know that is an extremely hot take. That's It's burning hot how hot that take is. But I believe that come season end, the Indianapolis Colts will have the best offense in the NFL. I think that a full, uh, his second full healthy year back, Andrew Luck, he has, Mar- he has one of the best offensive lines in football, maybe the best. You have Marlon Mack, who's a fantastic running back, which is why I took him right here. T.Y. Hilton, um, and then we'll get to it a little bit later. I don't want to spoil who my sleeper pick is, but he is on the Indianapolis Colts offense. You still have Eric Ebron, 
You still have Jack Doyle. Um, so I think this offense is going to be amazing this year, and that's why I chose Marlon Mack with this selection. Will, do you have any input on any of the running backs that just went right after you took Josh Jacobs? Any reason why you passed up on some of those guys like Chubb and Fournette and Freeman? Um, I think Cleveland is a similar situation, Nick Chubb, to, uh, to Todd Gurley. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. And so for the same reasons you might not want to pick Todd Gurley, I wasn't as, I wasn't as big on Nick Chubb. I feel like he's been a little inconsistent. He's obviously shown that he can be a great running back, but I don't know. I just – he's had injury history, and it's tough to pick him there. Devontae Freeman I do really like, especially with Tevin Coleman gone now. I feel like he's going to have a great year, but, you know, I, I really wanted to take the flyer on Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to have a good year. And I respect that. I respect that pick. I'll hit on some of those guys you talked about too, Nick Chubb. Um, not only is he in an offense with a lot of mouths to feed, but dependent on the Kareem Hunt uh, situation, how his suspension plays out, he will also be a factor into this offense eventually. Uh, Chubb is good enough to run this offense on his own through the running back position. You also still have Duke Johnson there, who although he said he wanted to get traded, he's still there. Um, I just think that's an interesting situation to follow, and I wouldn't really – trust Nick Chubb just yet until maybe more information comes out on what the Cleveland Browns are going to do with the running back position. Uh, same point that I'll agree on with you for Leonard Fournette. Injury history is real scare there. Um, he's had way too many problems with his feet specifically. That is obviously very important to any football player if you're going to be running that much. And Devonta Friedman is one concussion away from never playing football again. It's so risky to take him in any of those first few rounds. I would not take Devonta Freeman with um, any of my early round picks. So that's why, again, I ended up with Marlon Mack and you took the flyer on Josh Jacobs. And here we are again at my pick. Uh, I'll go through quickly who was taken before I got to this position. Right after me was tight end Zach Ertz, the second tight end off the board. And then the first quarterback off the board, Patrick Mahomes, went. And then A.J. Green, Aaron Jones, Brandon Cooks, George Kittle, Stephon Diggs, David Montgomery, which is an interesting one, which we're going to get back to. Kerryon Johnson, uh, Derrick Henry, Robert Woods, and Philip Lindsay. So, Will, do any of those picks there surprise you of where they went? I know Patrick Mahomes, fourth round, uh, third round, I'm sorry. That's extremely early for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in the past, it's that's kind of been Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' slot where he's picked in the third, fourth round, first quarterback off the board. Um, I don't think there's going to be a big difference in points between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes this year I feel like they're going to be the top two quarterbacks and you might not like this but I think Ben will be the third that's that's the, we got another hot I take think, on the show here um interesting you said I'm the king of bad bets I have recently <laughs> placed a bet ten dollar bet for Ben Roethlisberger to win MVP this year okay so you basically took a ten dollar ten dollar bill ripped it up and threw it in the trash is what <laughs> it's it's to win 500 I'll I'll take my chances. Oh, on that. okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Um, one thing I really – I like the Stephon Diggs. And I think that's a steal, honestly. Um, I know Adam Thielen's in that offense too. But I feel like the Vikings had a down year last year. It's a new offense for Kirk Cousins. And I think they have a really good chance of putting it all together this year, making a, making a good run in the playoffs. they clearly shown that they have the talent to do so. And if they're going to do that, Stephon Diggs is going to be a huge part of it. 
and I completely agree with that. Stefan Diggs is definitely in a PPR league to get him in the fourth round, first pick of the fourth round. That's easily a steal. Um, we saw a lot more running backs go this round. Aaron Jones, who averaged, I think it was over five yards per carry for the Packers offense when he was healthy last year. If he was a guy that somehow fell to me back in the fourth round, I easily would have taken him. Same goes for Philip Lindsay, who had a phenomenal rookie season last year after going undrafted. And then rookie David Montgomery, after Jordan Howard got traded to Seattle, he's really emerged um, as the favorite to lead this backfield in touches. You still have Tariq Cohen there. Um, but he's more of a pass catching back anyway, which again are more valuable in PPR. So I think that's an interesting situation to monitor. I don't know if I would have taken him this high. There's certainly a few more um, running backs that like um, a carry on Johnson, who I like a little bit better, Philip Lindsay, who I like a little bit better that I would have taken, but now up to my pick, my fourth round pick here uh, as much of a New York show that this is. And as much of a jet fan that I am, it pains me to do this because I don't like drafting Patriot players or Red Sox players or whatever Boston-type player in fantasy sports, but I have to go with Julian Edelman here. It only makes sense. It's a great pick. Gronk is gone. Um, Tom Brady is always looking for a security blanket, which has always been Julian Edelman. It just makes sense for PPR, someone who could average at least 10 catches a game, honestly. And if you get 10 catches a game, even if it's for 80 yards – that's still 18 points right there. Like, that's phenomenal uh, for a wide receiver week in and week out. So I think the easy pick there was Julian Edelman. As much as I don't like uh, making that selection, it makes too much sense. And as I'm simming through the picks here, I just noticed that Tyreek Hill was the wide receiver taken after me. And with his whole suspension looming and his career, honestly, in jeopardy, what do you make of that? Uh, I have to tell you that I was planning on taking him wow. if he fell to me there. Um, from what I have kind of assumed, it seems like he's going to get out of his whole situation. It seems like there hasn't really been enough to put his career to waste. I think he's going to be playing all 16 games. I also thought that about Le'Veon Bell last year, mm-hmm. so as most people and did, I thought that, and I thought that about Ezekiel Elliott the year before. So maybe there's a little bit of a trend here, but yeah, I was planning on taking Tyreek Hill. I think with Patrick Mahomes, he's going to put up absurd numbers, and if he does play all 16 games, take him in the fourth round, especially in PPR, is an absolute steal. And were you he could be a second him? round, yeah, he, yeah, he could be a second round, second round pick. If it with all guarantees that he plays all season, I believe easily. And after Tyreek Hill went, it was wide receiver Kenny Galladay, Mark Ingram, and then the second quarterback taken off the board. Who, if he fell back to me in the fifth round, I would have taken Andrew Luck. As I said, I love that offense, but unfortunately, he goes with the second to last pick in the fourth round. And now, Will, you are up with back to back picks once again. So I'm having a little bit of trouble with this one here. You, um, you got you got a few wide receivers here that are intriguing who had breakout or rookie seasons last year uh, in Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, and Calvin Ridley. Uh, yeah. And two uh, somewhat interesting running backs in Kenyon Drake and Sony Michelle. So I, I was a huge fan of Cooper Cup last year. I traded for him. I didn't draft him, but I traded for him immediately. Um, you know, he produced very well. He. He can work balls. Um, so I'm a big fan of him. Calvin Ridley, 
I know people think that he's going to be that number two receiver in the Falcons offense, but I think Muhammad Sanu is a great player. I think that he fits the number two receiver role in Atlanta very well, uh, which drops Calvin Ridley a little bit for me. He has always been a great PPR player, but now with Odell Beckham on the Browns as well, I'm curious to see how that affects him. Well, Jarvis Landry has never been that elite wide receiver that people always mark him as. So maybe adding Odell Beckham to the offense would help his situation a little bit. That is true. So I don't know. He might take a hit in, yeah. in catches, but honestly, it might free him up around the end zone more, which is what he's lacked in over the past few years of his career. Yeah, that is true. Um, Darius Geis, I really hated to see him go down last year. I didn't draft him, but, you know, if he had fallen to me, I 100% would have. I think he has a lot of potential. But with Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson both having solid seasons last year, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of gets integrated into that offense. So with my pick, I'm going to go with James White. Um, James White. Not, I, you did – I feel – were you the one that did this last year in my league? Someone I did. did. Yes, I knew. I did. I picked him last year too. I think half PPR, it's not worth a fourth-round pick. But full PPR, White catches those three-yard passes. Tom Brady loves to check it down to him. Tom Brady, great player, obviously, like, one of the best ever, but I feel like he just loves to throw those short passes to Edelman and James White. And it obviously works, and so they keep doing it, and he's going to keep producing. So, I, I didn't watch much Alabama football last year, but was Damian Harris, who the Patriots added, a pass-catching back, or was he more of a bruiser like a Sony Michelle? I'm not sure if you know either, but – they, they they continually added depth to their running back position. They still have Rex Burkhead on the roster. They they tend they to always do that. They tend yeah. to have – I feel like the Patriots always have a plethora of running backs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like over the past couple of years, James White's been their go-to receiving running back. And I think it's going to happen again this year. I think he's going to produce. I can't, you know, I can't fault the pick too much only because losing Gronk is ineffective as he was last year. Um still a threat on the field to catch balls and, you know, having James White who can catch the football, maybe even put him in a slot receiver sometimes in games. It's definitely a solid pick. So now with my next pick, I, uh, I have my three running backs. I love to get three running backs in the fourth round along with my stud receiver, Amari Cooper, who I love. Uh, after this, I am going to go with Jarvis Landry. I like what you said about him potentially getting some, uh, getting freed up a bit now with Odell there and Baker Mayfield. There is the sophomore slump potential, but, you know, I think he's going to have a good year. The one other receiver that I potentially would have taken is Mike Williams. I love his size. I love his red zone threat ability, but sticking with Jarvis Landry. And funny as you say that, as I noticed that someone just took him off the board. I do uh, see that now. We'll, we'll get to who took him off the board in one second. But after Jarvis Landry went, Kenyon Drake, Calvin Ridley, Aaron Rodgers, Cooper Cup, and then I selected Mike Williams. I love Mike Williams. I had him last year. I got him in the eighth round last year. And while he didn't start to produce until late in the season and then obviously the playoffs, I just think he'll carry that over into this season. As you said, huge wide receiving threat in the end zone. 
Um, they the Chargers lose Terrell Williams, so now he he is the Williams in that offense. Uh, he has that title all to himself. I think it's definitely a great pick there for me in the fifth round. And I got my four wide receivers that I wanted to do within the first five rounds. Uh, there you go. Test out this no, well, almost no running back strategy, but seeing Marlon Mack there, I just couldn't pass up on it, especially with that offense. And do you have anything to say on Aaron Rodgers going as the third quarterback off the board? Obviously, there's still other quarterbacks out there that could have been yeah. like Baker and Deshaun Watson and guys that run a little bit more, and Aaron Rodgers is getting up there in age. I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely the second quarterback off the board. Well, um, here. I think no, I think he, I know I saw Andrew Luck was, but I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely the number two. Oh, okay. Um, potentially even number one. Packers obviously had a down year, but I feel like the fire fuels the flame. So Aaron Rodgers coming back very strong. I think he'll have a very strong season. Can't disagree with that too much, especially after I said that Devontae Adams is going to have 20 touchdowns this year. So I will say that Aaron Rodgers, I do think he's due for a bounce back year as long as he doesn't get injured. Yeah. Um, but after my Mike Williams pick, Chris Carson went, and then Sony Michelle, Tyler Lockett, OJ Howard, Chris Godwin, Sammy Watkins, Darius Geis, who I was hoping fell to me in the sixth round here, took a risk by not taking him. I do think he's the undisputed running back in Washington. Having Dwayne Haskins there, I think he's in for an amazing year. He was one guy that I had circled on all of my draft boards and everything to get him this year so I obviously will have to take him a little bit sooner if I want him uh after that to start off the second pick of the sixth round DJ Moore and then Deshaun Watson Tariq Cohen Tevin Coleman and Tyler Boyd definitely seems like there was a good mix here of running backs and wide receivers taken uh what do you think about Chris Godwin because I've seen him go as high as the early fourth round and as late as the middle of the sixth round in some of the mock drafts that I've done so far. And I really don't know what to make of him. He had a solid season last year and he has Jameis Winston now for the full season, not the on and off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Will you there? Oh yeah. Sorry. I cut uh, off for well, a second. We were talking about uh, Chris Godwin and his potential as either a wide receiver one or a wide receiver more of a three. All right, back again here on Chain Sports of New York as we are sitting at my pick here in the sixth round, but I just was talking to Will before about Chris Godwin um, before we had to take a, another short break here. Chris Godwin who had a semi-good season last year under Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where do you see him uh, falling this year in terms of wide receiver ranks? I think uh, where he was picked was – I feel like that's a pretty good projection of where he should go. Obviously, Mike, Mike, Mike Evans is still there, and he's the number one receiver in Tampa. Uh, Jameis Winston has shown signs of playing well. And in past years, I have, I have really liked him, but – I feel like he's he's a mediocre receiver, and he'll do about as well as he did last year. So, if anyone's listening to Will right now, that means he's probably going to be a top wide receiver. But you should probably take him in the third round. No, but in all in all seriousness, I, I agree with Will. I don't know how much I can trust him. Uh, how much I can trust James Winston? Honestly, this is really his make or break season as to whether he's truly the Bucks franchise quarterback or not. Uh, but getting back to my pick here, 
looking at what the board has right now, there's a few tight ends that have caught my eye. Uh, right now, it's telling me to draft Hunter Henry from the Chargers. Also available are Evan Ingram from the Giants and Eric Ebron from the Colts. Um, the obvious pick, if you were listening to what I said before for me, would be Ebron being a part of that Colts offense, which is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm taking Eric Ebron with my pick. I just That Colts offense is going to be so good. If Eric Ebron can just continue a little bit, maybe regress, uh, just a tad, but keep up the pace of what he was doing last year. He's going to still be a top five tight end. Tight end's a very hard position to fill in fantasy. I didn't want to take a tight end too early, but taking Ebron as the fifth tight end off the board, I can't be mad at it. I don't know if you have anything to say on that no, one. No, yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. And with you now on the board, between Ebron and where you are, two more tight ends went. Uh, but before that, Baker Mayfield, who I was considering taking at quarterback, but I usually like to wait since there are so many, and usually there's some sleepers later on that finish up in the top eight, top ten. Uh, that can ben win as much. Okay, Ben, we'll, we'll get to that uh, before, but I don't know about that one. Uh, so Hunter Henry went after Baker Mayfield. Then Latavius Murray went a little bit earlier than I thought he would as the backup to Alvin Kamara although it could be the similar to the Mark Ingram role, so that could make sense. And then Jared Cook. So three tight ends in the past six picks right before you go, and you don't have a tight end yet either with two back-to-back picks. So what are you going to do here? Um, I was looking at Hunter Henry there. Uh, I feel like Philip Rivers has always had a good connection with his tight ends, especially with Antonio Gates, but he's shown that he likes throwing to Hunter Henry, and when he's on the field, he produces. He definitely showed that last season, according to Stephen yeah. Smith. He had a fantastic year. Uh, Latavius Murray, I know you're comparing him to potentially the Mark Ingram situation from last year, but I don't think he's quite the player that Mark Ingram is, um, given I know Mark Ingram was on steroids for a little bit of that. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I'm not sure I would take Latavius Murray that high. And then Jared Cook, I think that's a great pick. There's always tight ends moving around, and he's shown that he has talent, but it hasn't really paid off. But with a quarterback like Drew Brees, who knows? He could have a great year. Definitely repeat of last year what he did with Derek Carr in that offense. Um, so, yeah, I was looking to get one of those guys at tight ends, but I am, am picking a receiver next. This might surprise you a little bit. Am I was I definitely looking – you, I don't know. We'll see. But I was looking at Nikhil Harry. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, I already have James White. And I feel like the Patriots are very good at spreading around the ball. But I'm going to pass on Nikhil Harry. Okay. And I'm taking – could be a sleeper, especially this early, but I'm taking DK Metcalf. That, that caught me completely off guard. So – with Doug Baldwin retiring, I think DK Metcalf is going to be the number one wide receiver in Seattle. Well, Tyler Lockett's still there too. I know, and I think Tyler Lockett's a fine player. And they like to run DK the ball. They, I know, but I think Russell Wilson is an amazing quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And DK Metcalf is fast, he's big, and he's totally underrated. I think he fell in the NFL draft, and I think he's going to fall in fantasy football drafts too. I think I could have waited a whole other t- time, potentially probably picked him. But for this circumstance, I'm going to pick him now just to show how high I am 
on him. So I think he's going to have a really great season. That's something that I totally did not see coming uh, with some of the available wide receivers on the board here. Um, after that, I've got to take a tight end. You don't have to. I've, I've gone through plenty of drafts where I just wait until one of the last picks to take a tight end just because of how invaluable yeah. the position can be. Because once you get outside that top range, like we're looking now at this is this will be the eighth tight end off the board. I don't think that's true. tight end five last year. Any of those tight ends you could have slotted in that could have been the rest of the top ten. That's true. You know what? I am going to wait because the two guys that I'm eyeing, I can I can get later in the draft for sure. So we'll get to that later. But – um, Are you looking at a quarterback at all at this point, having the seventh round? You know what? I'm close. There's two quarterbacks that I really like, but I'm going to wait because I feel like just like the tight end position, I can get one of them later. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, who I've clearly already stated I'm very high on, and the other one is Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm a big fan of the rookies, and with his speed, I think he's going to run the ball a ton. Very Michael Vick-esque, as he's obviously been compared to. And that's fantasy gold right there. So who are you going to take then with your seventh-round pick? So with my seventh-round pick, I am going to take Alshon Jeffrey. Eagles offense, I don't I don't dislike that pick at all. I think it's a very solid pick, especially in the seventh round here when he used to be a, a third and fourth round pick. So that was definitely a good move. Yeah, so I have DK Metcalf, who is looking like I'd start him, given I picked him before Alshon. But now I have either of those players to fill that wide receiver three slot, kind of week in, week out, who's ever just got to ride the hot hand there. Uh, and after your pick there, which I do like a lot, uh, getting Alshon Jeffrey that late, Robbie Anderson was another wide receiver taken right after that on the board. And then Daryl Henderson, who I was right, is the backup running back for the Rams. Uh, he went. And then Dante Pettis, wide receiver for the 49ers, and then Lamar Miller. What do you have to make of backup running backs in fantasy football? And who might be one of your favorites to take this year? Uh, obviously, Daryl Henderson looks to be, besides Latavius Murray, the first one taken off the board. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a little high for picking a backup running back, at least of this caliber. Um, the San Francisco 49ers running back situation could be a little tricky this year. I was very high last year on Jarek McKinnon. I picked him in the third round. I projected him to be a top five running back, and I honestly think he would have been if he hadn't gotten hurt. And Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't have gotten hurt. I think the two of them together, he would have caught a lot of passes. But who else? They have Tevin Coleman now too. So I'd say that's another backup running back situation that could be tricky. But I feel like they're both going to produce this year. I can't disagree with that. Kyle Shanahan's offense usually works out in that type of way. And as I sit here with my seventh round pick, I'm in a little dilemma here. I'm not going to lie. There's too many guys that I like in this range. Um, I'm looking at right now running backs. I only have one running back on my team. So a few guys that I'm eyeing, Miles Sanders out of Penn State rookie this year, who I think will eventually take over the lead role for the Eagles. And then Ronald Jones, who I think is going to have a breakout year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think both of those guys are great picks in this range, seventh, eighth round, who could potentially be and finish as top 10 running backs. I also do not have a quarterback yet, 
So I'm eyeing some of those guys. As you said, Kyler Murray, Drew Brees is still here. Um, and all the way down the board, who obviously people aren't liking as much this year because he's getting so old as Tom Brady. He's actually behind Ben Roethlisberger, who I know you're as probably – As he should be. <laughs> I can't, you know what? New York sports podcast. I can't disagree with that. We'll leave him down there for now. But I am going to go with Miles Sanders. I do think that he is going to end up being the undisputed running back one in Philadelphia. Having a running back one for a team this late in the draft, especially when I only had one running back on my team, I think I can't pass that up. And as I'm simming through these auto picks, I realize how many quarterbacks are going off the board. And it might be time as I wrap around to take one. So with my pick now, oh, I just saw Ronald Jones go. All right, so I'm definitely going to take the quarterback. But a quick recap here. After Miles Sanders went, Drew Brees, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Will Fuller, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Rashad Penny starts off the eighth round with the first pick. David Njoku, Allen Robinson, your guy Kyler Murray, who if he was there, I was going to take. My other running back that I really liked, Ronald Jones, and then Geronimo Allison right before me. So I'll, I'll make this a quick pick just because I know who I really want here. You said his name earlier. We talked about him, Russell Wilson, a few years ago, probably almost two years ago, which is sooner than people think when you think about what Seattle has changed their offense. Russell Wilson was the undisputed quarterback one in drafts. He finished the year. It might have been 2017 as the number one overall quarterback. I had him that year. It was a fun year having him. I do think that he can produce maybe not caliber numbers like that anymore, but I do like DK Metcalf, as you said. I didn't like him as high as you said him, but adding him to the offense creates a great scoring and red zone threat. Um, I just think that picking Russell Wilson in the eighth round, I can't go wrong with that as my quarterback. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um Going back through a couple of these picks, I'm surprised that uh, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson didn't go in front of some of these guys. Carson Wentz has the potential to have a great, great year, but he's over the past two years, he's gotten hurt both years. Um, he's played well while he's on the field, but it's going to be tough to trust him, stay on the field. Um, I really liked your Miles Sanders pick. I appreciate that. He's one of my, I, he's one of my sleepers this year. I, a little fun fact, I had the pleasure of watching him play in high school. He was actually one of our rivals. Oh, wow. He played for Woodland Hills High School, which is coincidentally the same high school that Gronk and Jason Taylor, old Dolphins player, uh, they both went there as well. And I'm happy to say it, but my high school uh, beat down on Miles Sanders quite a bit. Oh. Um, yeah, we were, we were pretty good. But, yeah, he's, I feel like he's going to be a great NFL running back. He showed that he was a great player at Penn State, and I feel like that's a good pick for the seventh round for sure. Do you – and we're talking about before backup running backs. What do you make of the Rashad Penny, Chris Carson whole backfield? And I th we said uh, Jordan Howard's there now too, right? Yeah, No, Jordan Howard's in Philadelphia, my bad. Jordan Howard's in Philadelphia. But the whole Seattle backfield, after I just took Russell Wilson, do you think they run the ball as much? as they did uh, last year, do you think that regresses a little bit? I think at least for the first half, they're going to try and pound the ball as much as possible. They obviously have multiple talented running backs on their roster. Um, but with Russell Wilson's arm and his running ability, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't throw the ball as much as they can, especially late in the game. 
Absolutely. And then right after my Russell Wilson pick to keep this going here, Vance McDonald. So a lot of tight ends are off the board, and you still do not have one, so I'm interested to see what you do here. Sterling Shepard, Royce Freeman, and Kareem Hunt tails out the back end of the eighth round, and now you once again have the back-to-back picks. I do. Um, And one guy that you liked is still here, so I would be surprised if you didn't take him. I also understand it would be your fourth wide receiver off the board in a row. So, yeah, um, I'm going to make an interesting pick here. One of them isn't going to be too surprising. That's going to be Ben Roethlisberger. Talked about pretty extensive. The Steelers are still going to win the division as a Pittsburgh fan. I can see how that might come off a little bit biased, but I do believe that they still win the division this, this season. And to do so, Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to have a great year. You don't, you don't think that Cam Newton in the offense that he has could end up being better, especially with his running threat than Ben Roethlisberger? Because Ben Roethlisberger i I've always loved Cam Newton. But I, I think Ben Roethlisberger in past years, I know he's had Antonio Brown, but he's always produced. And I don't think that'll change. And then with your second pick here, again, still no tight end for you. You've taken that a lot true. of receivers and a lot of running backs, so you've kind of filled out everything you need there. Are you going so, to pick value over position? No, I am going to pick pick a tight end oh. who, according to the the app here, is a little farther down than I would expect. But I'm going to take Trey Burton, who I love. People like last year who I loved last year, and he didn't quite produce like I'd hoped, but he showed flashes of of greatness. And for the tight end position, it's it's hard to find. There's only, there's only a small amount of really good tight ends. So I think Trey Burton has the potential to be one of those top five producing tight ends, especially uh, he can actually throw – and they have a great defense to back him up. So I think that he could really improve from last season. I can't disagree with you on that. And before you pick again, spoiler alert, I'm going to be taking another tight end, whether it be this round or the round after, because I have to one-up you with that pick, because there's someone who I think you just completely looked over that's still on the board for tight end. Uh, But before we get to that, right after Trey Burton went, four wide receivers in a row, Golden Tate, Nikhil Harry, who I thought you were going to draft, but it makes sense that you didn't have the other two positions. Corey Davis, who was a fifth-round pick last year, who's now fallen all the way to the ninth round here. And Larry Fitzgerald, who's still around and somewhat still reliable in PPR. So out of those, those four wide receivers, which, which do you like the best? Because they're all usually early-round picks, obviously, except Nikhil Harry, who's a rookie this year. But they've taken a hit this year and fallen all the way to the ninth. Um, Golden Tate. Going to the Giants, I think he takes a hit there. I think Matt Stafford's a really good quarterback, and I don't think Eli quarterback he is. So I'm interested to see how he performs this year. I hope the best for him. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that is risky. So a ninth, ninth round, I feel like that's right where he should be. Um, I feel Harry. I felt I could have gone a little. And I was looking to pick him, but I, I have already taken receivers. Corey Davis I had last season. I liked him. He was a little inconsistent. And I think he could be picked higher than ninth round. Marks Mariota has shown that he likes throwing to him. So 
It's just you always know, could, it's hard to trust that Tennessee offense. It really, it really is. Get. It really is. Um, and the Larry Fitzgerald, as you said, he's always been fairly consistent in PPR with Kyler Murray playing. I'm interested to see how he does this year as well. I wouldn't but be at that if I eighth ninth round's a good spot for him. Yeah. So. Although, as we said before, who went earlier in the seventh round, I think Christian Kirk will end up being the first wide receiver in that offense when it comes to points at the end of the season. And as I am on the clock, I'm not going to take the tight end yet because there's a wide receiver here who I love, and I'm so glad that he's still here. He's a rookie. He's on Kansas City. It's McCole Hardman. Uh, people loved him coming out of the draft when they took him. I, I don't believe that Tyree Kill is going to play all 16 games. I do think that he'll receive some sort of punishment. And by that time that he comes back, I think Patrick Mahomes will have a great rep with Hardman. I think he's going to be a vital part to this offense. You never know what's going to happen with Sammy Watkins and his injury history. And obviously you still have Travis Kelsey there, but no Kareem Hunt. We saw at the end of the season, even Damian Williams was catching a few more passes out of the backfield from Mahomes. So he was throwing a little bit more still. So, I think that McCole Hardman right there, pretty solid selection. I like him as one of the few rookie uh, wide receivers coming out of the draft class. I think it could end up being a great sleeper pick late round. And as I sim here, I hate when people do this, although it is kind of time when they would go. Um, We have Jordan Howard, who goes right after me, but then the Bears defense, as good as they are, I can never take defenses early. Agreed. It's just – it's always tough. It's, it's tough. Consistent. Um, obviously, they are probably the undisputed best defense in the league. Uh, it's just – it's so hard in a position where it's every team, you have every defense, and you could mostly stream it week by week by who you think has the better mass- matchup over the other team. Uh, and yeah, definitely. And the Bears had went uh, their defense. LaShawn McCoy, who I will – probably never touch after he spoiled Avengers on Twitter. He deserves to fall this far for that. Uh, hopefully no one drafts him and he'll just sit there on the waiver wire. I don't even think he'll be good this year. I think age has finally caught up to him and Buffalo's moving in a different direction with Singletary, who they drafted at the running back position. Uh, after McCoy, Austin Eckler, and then two quarterbacks in a row, Cam Newton and Jared Goff. I think Cam Newton's a great pick there uh, towards the end of the ninth round for quarterbacks. Uh, then rounding out the first pick of the 10th round, Marvin Jones, and then Jalen Samuels, Jameis Winston, the Rams defense, Ito Smith, and Dante Foreman. Any picks there you like, you dislike, Will? Who do you like here? I like the Ito Smith pick. Uh, I like that a lot, especially in, what, the 10th round. Mm-hmm. Um, he's shown that he's he can be a fantastic player. He can run the ball really well, especially in a what should be a very high-powered offense. Um the Falcons have shown in the past that they're completely they're completely down to split carries between running backs, and I feel like he's going to be a great. He's you were talking about backup running backs earlier. I think he should be top three backup running backs. Totally to agreed. Take. Totally agreed. Uh, and then with my pick here, I'm going to take the tight end. I'm going to one up your Trey Burton pick. He might be the second tight end on the team but I think he'll finish with more touchdowns than the number one tight end on the team. That's Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he will have not a, not a full uh, better season than Zach Ertz, but 
I just I've heard so much coming out of of camps right now with how much the coaches love Dallas Goddard's improvement uh, from his rookie season. And he was great last year, too. I remember watching a game when he scored two touchdowns and he just looked like unguardable. I think it was against the Cowboys defense. He looked phenomenal. Uh, He's definitely the tight end of the future there for him once Zach Ertz is gone. Uh, But he could be a a go-to target for Carson Wentz. I definitely see where you're coming from, especially I feel like in the past, like Philly has shown that they utilize two tight ends week in and week out. Um, In the past, like when Brent Selleck was the number one tight end there, Zach Ertz was obviously getting fed. Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz has been the tight end there. Trey Burton used to be there. He was getting a lot of touches. Uh, The one thing that Dallas Goddard, 10th round, that's a fair pick. The one thing that I don't like about him, though, is that last year he's just very inconsistent from week to week. He'll have a game with 20 points, and then he'll have a game with three points, and then I'll have another game with five points. Then he'll have 13. Like, you just don't really know what you're going to get from him. There's not a lot of consistency there. And while I do agree with that, it was his rookie season. He was getting acclimated a little bit to the offense. There was a quarterback switch from Carson Wentz to Nick Foles late in the season. Carson Wentz is the full-time quarterback this year as long as he's healthy. I think that Goddard is a great pick here. I I thank you for what you said of, of me taking him here in the 10th round. I do think he has a better season than Trey Burton. Uh, so I feel like I won a few there. But nonetheless, after Goddard went Cortland Sutton, uh, then Jarek McKinnon, D.D. Westbrook, and Carlos Hyde, putting you back on the clock again for back-to-back picks. So I was planning on taking Jarek McKinnon here. As I said before, I really do like him. Um, I'm getting to the point in the draft where I feel like I definitely have my core roster, where I'm going to have my starters for the majority of the season. And – now the picks I'm making are players that I see could having an extreme amount of potential, but could also be players I drop by week two. Mm-hmm. Um, so with one of these picks, I don't know how you're going to like, but I'm picking Rob Gronkowski. Wow. Okay. As I said, I already have the team that I want and everyone else is going to be add drop players throughout the season week to week. And I think that Rob Gronkowski will be back on the Patriots by week between weeks eight and 10. And he'll be right back in full form, catching tons of passes, catching tons of touchdowns and leading them to another division win and into the playoffs. Let me stop Um, you right there. Cause that's really interesting that you say that by weeks eight to 10, are you really looking to hold on to basically a, a blank roster spot for that long? On a player like Rob Gronkowski, 100%. With the slight chance that he could come back to such a high-powered offense. And what if he had not retired, then he'd be a second-round pick, second, third-round pick. I don't think so. So if I can – you don't think so? I think by by that time, you already have, especially with the season he had last year, another year older, back problems. Travis Kelsey, Zachary, George Kittle easily passed him. And George Kittle was the last pick of the third round. Gronk maybe would have been a fifth-round pick this year if he was playing. Okay. Well, I see see where you're coming from there. But I think that him and Tom Brady just have this special chemistry. And if when Gronk comes back, I think it's a when, not an if. Um, And he can lead you to a fantasy championship. Very interesting take there. And I see you took two tight ends in a row. So I'm wondering what you're going to do with this pick here. Yeah. Um, so I have my three running backs, and I like all of them a lot. 
This next one I'm taking, I'm going to be taking Deion Lewis, who in PPR, I know Derrick Henry is the number one there, and he's going to get the majority of the touches, but he is by no means a receiving back. And Marcus Mariota has shown, has shown that he can throw the ball, but the Titans offense, obviously, as you said, is pretty inconsistent. And having a check down running back in PPR, who could catch six, seven passes a game. That's an automatic six, seven points plus whatever he runs after that. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I do like that pick. I'll be honest. I was eyeing him with my pick because I only have two running backs currently on my roster. Well, I do have two tight ends and four wide receivers. Uh, but after your Deion Lewis pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense went Kiki QT, TJ Hawkinson, and Austin Hooper. So two tight ends back to back there. Uh, a lot of tight ends getting drafted this year a little bit earlier than I, I anticipated. But I, I think the talent pool has definitely increased since last season, especially with some breakouts that happened last year and some new emergences like Hawkinson. And obviously you taking Gronk there kind of throw it off, thrown off uh, a little bit of the tight end ranks of where people are. But with my pick, it's, it's tough right now. Um, I do have one player that I like a lot, especially for PPR. But there's another running back that is very intriguing just in general for running backs, that could be a, a great RB3. But I will stick with my guns here, and I will take Naheem Hines, uh, a player that I drafted last year who didn't quite meet expectations every week. It was more of a wait-and-see for him where he would have two nice weeks and then he would kind of drop off for a little bit, have one more nice week in there, and then he would be unheard from again. I so, think the offense this year, though, still, as I said before, is elite. That's that's interesting to me. So are you taking him tough, or are you taking him as someone that you think him and, uh, him and Marlon Mack, you could start both of them side by side? Side by side. I see it as an Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram type thing this year. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, that's, that is how much I bought into the Indianapolis Colts. It's going to either win me everything or lose me everything, but – I am standing by Andrew Luck here, even though I do not have him on my team. Uh, and then after the Naheem Hines pick, uh, it went Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Deshaun Jackson, Phillip Rivers, Emmanuel Sanders, Los Angeles Chargers defense, Adrian Peterson, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, who was the running back I was looking at besides Naheem Hines uh, from Buffalo, the rookie, who I think will outplay LaShawn McCoy within uh, the preseason and take his job. Isaiah Crowell, who I don't even think he's playing this year uh, due to a torn ACL, so that is an interesting pick. Jay Ajayi, who I don't even think is on a team, so that is another interesting pick by the CPU here. Tom Brady finally goes in round 12 here as I don't even know which quarterback off the board, but that's very interesting to see how far he fell, even with all the weapons that we keep talking about that he has. And then Curtis Samuel here in the 12th round I think is a steal. I really think that he's going to have a great year. Um, besides DJ Moore as the wide receivers there in Carolina. And, Will, is there any, especially like some of these running backs, as there was a, a run of five of them in a row, do you like any of those guys? Some of them seem like backups here that could potentially have uh, significant roles if they took over the starting position. No, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Isaiah Crowell, as I'm very high on Josh Jacobs. I think Jacobs is going to be getting 90% of the touches um, Devin Singletary, LaShawn McCoy has obviously digressed mightily, and I could I really do see where you're coming from. He could definitely take his job. 
in the preseason. So getting him this late, taking a flyer on him, it's a great pick. Uh, I was eyeing down Deshaun Jackson and the, and the Chargers defense. So Deshaun Jackson back in Philly. He loved playing in Philly before, and I think he's going to love it again and really mm-hmm. do this. Can't, can't argue with that. I was definitely eyeing him with my next round pick. But instead, I'm going to take – I think this is my fourth Indianapolis Colts of the draft. So I'm going to have quite the bye week uh, to deal with, especially I didn't even look at who else – has by week six, but I'm taking probably, and people who are listening to this will obviously know now who my favorite breakout slash sleeper pick of the year is. It's Paris Campbell coming out of Ohio State. He was He's extremely fast. I think he fits the prototypical Colts uh, offense with Andrew Luck there. He might slot in as the slot receiver, uh, which I think would benefit him greatly. He doesn't have too many uh, other you know, competition to worry about for that position. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton there, the two tight ends in Doyle and Ebron, Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack. Even, you know, Jordan Wink- Wilkins is still there running back, but I don't think he plays that much of a factor this year. But See, I thought you were going to say you were picking Devin Funches. No. From Indy. I, uh, I like par- Paris Campbell a, a lot more this year. Would you have taken Devin Funches? Or if he falls to you, are you going to consider it? What do you, what is your thoughts on the on the Colts offense this year? Because I've been talking so much about it. Do you no, I me? I think they're going to have a great. I think their offense is great. Drew Luck's an amazing player. Their offensive line is the best in the league. Uh, that he's great running back. Um, but as you said, like Paris Campbell is a very speedy player, and I feel like that is a prototypical Colts wide receiver. But they already have T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief when he was there. Played well, but he didn't come close to what T.Y. Hilton did. And I see – I definitely see Devin Funches being the number two wide receiver on that team, and I'm drafting him here. As, as you do. Uh, right yeah. after Campbell went was the Browns' defense. James Washington, Doug Baldwin for some reason was taken, even though he will not play football again. Alexander Madison, who is a running back for the Vikings, which could be another interesting selection this late for backups. And then again, yes, you took Devin Funches, who probably will be the second wide receiver on the Colts. But I think in terms of number-wise, Campbell will finish as the second wide receiver. I can see – I could definitely see that happening. I just – I think Devin Funches would be much more of a red zone target. And I don't think either of them will get a ton of – a ton of targets and a ton of yards, especially with T.Y. Hilton there and Andrew Luck loves to throw to him. Mm-hmm. So I think the two of them will be essentially even when it comes to targets after that, and Funches will just get more touchdowns. Definitely can't argue with that. They do have, though, when you look at it, a lot of mouths to feed, but I do think that some of these guys that I've taken um, will be key role players in their success as an offensive season and push them towards the top. And as you sit here in the 13th round, uh, most likely your last position player as we have to round it out with defense and kickers. Uh, so, oh, and you take a defense instead. I am uh, I'm taking the Baltimore defense. Tough for me to take them, given I'm a Steelers fan. But I think that they're a top three fantasy defense with Chicago, and I think the Chargers are the number two. But I, I think the Ravens' defense is produced every single year, and 
there's no reason that would change now. Uh, can't argue with that. I do think the while they lost a few key players this year, like C.J. Mosley uh, in free agency, they gained Earl Thomas, who is a great help for interceptions on the defense um, with whatever you're looking at in your format. Uh, after you took the Ravens defense, Peyton Barber goes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jimmy Garoppolo, Terrell Williams, who I was hoping fell to me. Unfortunately, he did not. As the second wide receiver in Oakland going this far in the draft, I think that is a great pick. Uh, and then Dak Prescott here. And as I sit with my 13th round pick, my last position player, this is this is tough because I'm looking at all these running backs and I only have three on my roster. I know it probably makes sense for me to take take another one here, but it's just it's very difficult to even think of who might be a great pick. Uh, this one's really tough. So I'm I'm curious because I know you talked about how much you love the Colts and you've obviously taken three Colts players. Four. Oh, four. Oh, four. Jeez, you have. Um, and after that, you said you were going to take a second Oakland wide receiver if you had the chance in Terrell Williams. Yes. But what's your – so clearly you're completely all four taking multiple players in the same offense. Why, mm-hmm. why do you think that is compared to – some people who would say you don't want to double down. It's just a matter of me believing in a team. And if you believe in a team, there's no reason not to fully believe in their fantasy players or their players in general. So like last year, I, I fully supported the Rams and I had Jared Goff as my quarterback, uh, Cooper cup and Robert Woods as my wide receivers. And I had, um, it wasn't Todd Gurley. It was, I had Malcolm Brown for a few weeks as a backup running back, but even though that really didn't matter. But I did have three key players in the Rams offense last year, and it worked out for me uh, greatly as they were one of the top offenses in the league. And and even though there was a lot of mouths to feed there, like we talk about, all those players produced, whether it was Cooper Cup Fair enough. You know, having seven catches, 80 yards, and the touchdown, Robert Woods having nine catches for 130 yards, and Jared Goff was throwing all of those balls to those guys. So everyone was racking up the same points. I do love pairing my usually my quarterback with one wide receiver on my team to have that connection of when he gets points, the other one gets points. Um, so stuff like that, that's really why I targeted the Colts offense so much, and that's why I would have taken Terrell Williams to pair with Antonio Browns on the Raiders offense because they, they too are the primary targets for Derek Carr. Okay. But as I sit here and I look at the board for running backs, I'm going to take Duke Johnson from Cleveland. Uh, again, this is full PPR. At least for the first eight weeks, I'll have someone, or eight weeks is most likely the max that Kareem Hunt would be out, or is it six weeks? Six or eight weeks that Kareem Hunt will be out. I'll take that for the, for the ride at this point. Um, if Duke Johnson isn't working out and – There's most likely going to be a running back that's popped off on the waiver wire. That might be better. But, you know, having him as my fourth running back on my team, I can't be mad at that, uh, especially in PPR where he's going to catch the ball. And as we round out here through the last two rounds where it's mostly kickers and defense with a few position players sneaking in, right after Duke Johnson went is Dante Moncrief, who, as I talked about before, is most likely going to be the second wide receiver on Pittsburgh who I would have taken if I did need a wide receiver. Uh, And then kickers, Sebastian Janikowski went. 
Uh, Deshaun Hamilton went from the Broncos wide receiver, and then Delaney Walker and Kyle Rudolph back-to-back, two older tight ends that are you will used to be reliable. This year it will be interesting to see. Uh, and then Greg Zerline, the Minnesota defense, Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, Will Lutz, Anthony Miller, wide receiver from Chicago, Kymie Fairban, and then I will take my kicker. Uh, again, I really don't – I usually play kickers by ear. Um, I stream those in defenses each week. Uh, for now, I'm going to take Aldrick Rosas from the Giants. I think he had a great year last year. Uh, if the Giants can't move the ball into the end zone, they're going to end up kicking it anyway for field goals. So he makes sense as the pick there. And now you are up after Steven Gotzkowski goes, Dallas Cowboys defense, Josh Allen for quarterback, who is a great backup to have, Kai Forbath, and then you. So as I said before, at this point, I'm pretty much just taking wide receiver and running backs who I think have a lot of potential. And if I hold them on my roster, they have a couple good weeks. I can trade them. I can kind of package them together for one more superstar player. Uh, So I'm going to take CJ Anderson who plays for the Lions now. He had a great ending to the season last year when Todd Gurley was hurt. And even when he wasn't hurt, they were running CJ Anderson and he played fantastically. Um, I don't think the Lions have much depth at running back. Carryon Johnson's shown that he's okay. But I really liked what C.J. Anderson did last year, and I feel like the Lions are pretty high on him. I can't knock that pick. That's a great pick. I do definitely agree that I don't think LeGarrette Blanche is on the team anymore, so C.J. Anderson is a great running back backup to have. Uh, and with my last pick, I am not going to be picking a kicker. I never pick a kicker. I wait until right before the season starts to see who my worst player is on my roster, and I drop them. Um, but with my last pick, I'm going to be taking Jimmy Graham. I was thinking about Jordan Reed. Uh, I feel like both those tight ends have a lot of potential. They've played fantastically in the past. They're both great tight ends. And with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Jimmy Graham could blow up at any point. I totally love that pick. Definitely a great pick here with the last of the 15th round. As we go through the last final picks here, I am going to be selecting a defense with the New York Jets. Just a little bias there, a little shout-out to New York. I obviously think the Jets improved tremendously on defense, adding C.J. Mosley and Quinton Williams from the draft. And I definitely think that they could end up being a top-10 defense this year. Um you know, I could always end up trading them. I could always well, not trade, no one would trade for them, but I could always end up dropping them and streaming a different defense if that doesn't work out. But for now, I will ride with the Jets. And really, the rest of the picks of this draft have been defenses and kickers uh, that no one really cares about, with Jordan Reed being the last pick of the draft. Uh, I definitely think this is a successful draft. Will, how do you feel about your team? I am, uh, I'm loving my team. I hope that I can come out with the same sort of squad uh, with my first pick in my league. Saquon first, absolute stud. I feel like he's pretty much the consensus first overall pick. After that, I have running backs Josh Jacobs. I had Amari Cooper in the second round, who I think easily could be a top five receiver this year. Uh, After that, three receivers with Jarvis Landry, DK Metcalf, and Alshon Jeffrey. All have the potential to be solid receivers. They're kind of flyers with DK Metcalf and Alshon Jeffrey, but they have a lot of potential. 
Ben Roethlisberger, who I'm super high on. Trey Burton, I said, could have a great year. Gronk is more of a stash. And comes back. And when he comes back to the Patriots, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't integrate him into the offense and use him as much as possible because that's probably all that they're going to get out of him. Deion Lewis, great receiving back in Tennessee. Then after that, Devin Funches, Ravens defense, C.J. Anderson, and Jimmy Graham. Definitely a solid draft, although I will say my team could easily beat yours any day of the week, and I like this team a lot better. Uh, I went with Devontae Adams as my first overall pick with the sixth pick. I thought that was a great selection. I definitely am high on him this year, having Aaron Rodgers wanting him to get the ball more. Uh, and then after that, I took Antonio Brown in the second round, which is a total steal, having a stud wide receiver fall to you that late. Uh, I then took Marlon Mack as my first running back, took a few more wide receivers after that, and Edelman and Mike Williams. Stayed hot on the Colts bandwagon here, taking Eric Ebron as my tight end off the board. And then Miles Sanders from the Eagles as my running back. Russell Wilson rocking as my QB for the season here. And then McCole Hardman as my one of my breakout slash sleeper wide receivers. Uh, Dallas Goddard as my secondary tight end. Naheem Hines and Paris Campbell are rounding off two of my back-to-back Colts picks yet again. Uh, and then a flyer. Duke Johnson for the first few weeks of the season to see if I need to plug him in to get any catches with Aldrich Rosas and the Jets defense rounding it off. And Will, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was great doing this with you. Hopefully people didn't listen to your advice and listen to mine a little bit more if they want to win their league. Uh, But thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Shane. It was great being on. Yes, definitely. You should do this again. Uh, to all the Shane Sports New York listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. Plenty of content on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube, so be sure to check it all out.